0: Well, I wish we could get them just a little more excited. We feel like every time we get together, we need to hear the Word just a little bit. And so I want to share with you this morning out of Daniel. If you have your Bibles, open up to Daniel chapter 6. I want us to stand this morning in honor of God's Word. Daniel chapter 6, beginning with verse 16, and this is one of the stories that the kids had this week. Daniel, the king had said, you need to not worship any other gods, and Daniel went right back and he was praying three times a day, and they were getting ready to throw him into the lion's den, and they did throw him into the lion's den, and the king was worried about him, and this is what happened there there at this time. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den, the king said to Daniel, May your Lord, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles. So that Daniel's situation might not be changed. His situation was bad. He was in a bad situation. And these guys were dead set that his situation wouldn't be changed. Okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, all right, okay. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating, and without any entertaining being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in his anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, O king. The king was overjoyed and gave the orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted out from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. Let's pray. Father, this morning, pray that you would just uh, speak to us here for just a minute, help us to hear your voice, help us to listen to you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. As I read this week, every one of these guys that we talked about had something going wrong in their life. And then they allowed God to come in and use them, and each one of them would have just been a a regular person in history except for that they allowed God to come and work in their life. Do you know that God wants to work in every one of your lives? God seeks to come in and do something special in each one of your lives. In each one of these kids' lives, God has a plan to use them in each one of you parents' lives, God has a plan to come in and to supernaturally use you to influence your kids so that we can change the world and make it what God would have it to be. But sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes we have problems. Anybody anybody ever have a problem? I got problems. You got problems. All God's children got problems. I mean there's problems. Everybody's got problems. Everybody's got things that goes on in their family. There's job situations. There's money situations. There's problems with relationships in family. We have problems with our kids at times. Everybody has problems, okay? And each one of these guys were facing a different thing. I, I, was, I was reading each one of them. Joseph and David had family problems. David's, David goes up to the to the time where he's getting ready to fight Goliath, and his brothers are like, "What are you doing here? Don't you? Shouldn't you be out watching your sheep?" His brothers didn't really like him all that well. Dan, uh, Joseph's brothers. You think you think David had it bad? I mean, some of you may uh, maybe you don't get along with your brothers and sisters. Has anybody had your brothers or sisters sell you into slavery lately? that's what joseph's brothers did you talk about a dysfunctional family hey let's take our little brother and let's sell him okay the that morning that morning joseph woke up and he was his father's favorite son by nighttime he was sold into slavery in one day everything changed talk about some family problems they had some family problems. Dan, uh, David and Joseph had family problems. Daniel and Esther were having some society and cultural problems. Do you ever feel like the culture's pushing in on you and, 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 and making you feel like you, you don't fit in anymore? Do you ever feel like the things that you hold as as high and, and, and righteous, the culture says, that's stupid. That doesn't matter anymore. The things you think doesn't matter anymore. Telling the truth, that doesn't matter anymore. Marriage, that doesn't matter anymore. High moral standards, that doesn't matter anymore. Going to work and giving a good hard day's work for what you're paid, that doesn't matter anymore. Go try to cheat the guy as much as you can. That's the culture we live in. The culture your kids live in, in school, just get by, do whatever you can. Doesn't matter if you cheat or steal or whatever, go do it. They hear that all the time. I'm owed something. That's not how we feel, is it? That's not what Esther and, and Daniel felt. They were feeling pressure from the culture. Do you ever feel like you're kind of the oddest person you know? You listen to the radio and listen to the news and you're like, man, I must be the last person that thinks this because everybody else thinks different than me. This is where Esther and Daniel were. They were in this place where like the culture doesn't think like I do. I don't know what to do anymore. And yet God came and used them and helped them. And then there was Hannah. Hannah was a person that had a physical problem in her life. She wanted to have a baby and she couldn't have a baby. Anybody have a physical problem? Anybody have illnesses in their family? Anybody have something that's wrong with their body? And you're like, and the doctors say, I can't fix it, and I can't change things, and you don't know what you're going to do? All of these people had a problem in their life. And in this particular story with Daniel, the, Daniel is placed in the lion's den, and when he's there, the, the stone is pushed in there, and it says, so his situation would not change. They were trying to fix it to where there was no way that it was ever going to be right with Daniel. They said, I'm going to put you in this situation and you can't get out of it. You ever feel like that? You ever feel like you're in the middle of something and I'm not going to get out? There's no way my situation is going to change. I'm going to tell you what, that's what Satan would have you to believe. Satan would have you to believe that this is the way it's going to be. It's never going to be any better. It's never going to change. I'm never going to get out of this family situation or whatever it is or or situation. I mean, I I got to tell you, in my own heart, the way the culture pushes in on me, and, and it goes against everything that I believe. It goes against everything I've taught my kids. It goes against everything we teach at church here. And I feel like I just walk headlong into a cultural headwind all the time. Because we're teaching our parents, this is what God says, this is what God says. And our parents are teaching our kids, this is, this is what God says, this is what God says. And the world is just pushing against us and they're saying, you're not gonna make it. And I feel like this all the time. And sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm afraid I'm gonna lose and my situation isn't gonna change, but it is. God is with us, and Daniel was in a bad spot, and I don't know where you are this morning, I don't know what problems you're facing, I don't know what's going on in your life, or in your family, or in your job, or anything else. I don't know, but maybe you feel like you're where Daniel is, and like nothing is ever gonna change. I was talking to uh, Noah's mother this week, and, and Noah had a problem with his knee. And his knee just wasn't getting better and wasn't getting better and wasn't getting better. And we had a prayer for him one night. I don't remember, one night or one morning or something. And Kate said after that prayer time, it started changing. And I think Noah's going to share that with us uh, sometime. But his situation where, where the world would say, your situation's not going to change. You're not going to get any better. You're never going to be any different. Or maybe you feel like your job's never going to be better or or some situation in your family's never going to be better and Satan would say, your situation isn't going to change. God says, that's where I go to work. Where it looks like everything has fallen apart. I don't know about you, has anybody fallen into a lion's den lately? Anybody? Not very many lion's dens around here anywhere to fall into. They don't really do that anymore. But I'm going to tell you, if you fall into a lion's den you're in a bad spot. And if you have to spend the night in a lion's den, you're in a bad spot. And Daniel says, the God whom I serve can keep me. And in the morning when he got up, he said, the God whom I serve. And, and I want you to understand what the king said. This is the important part. The king says, the God whom you serve continuously. You know that God seeks for us to serve him all the time? Not some on again, off again, I'm going to serve God today, I'm just going to do whatever I want to tomorrow. I'll serve God today, I'll do whatever I want to. Anybody ever read the tabloids while well, you're in the, in the, I don't read them, I like to read the covers. You're standing in the line, you know, going through the grocery line, buying stuff, and there's all these tabloids. And one week it'll have so and so, and they're, oh, they're in love this week. Oh, they're in love. And then the next week, oh, they can't stand each other. And then the next week, they're getting married. And then the next week, they're getting divorced. Is that, is that any kind of a relationship? You see, God seeks for us to have this continuous relationship. He said that Daniel prayed morning, noon, and night. When he woke up in the morning, he thought it was, it was really good to say hello to the Lord. I'm really, I'm really blessed. I've got my little granddaughter with us this week. This, this, the last couple of days we've had her. She got up this morning. And she walked into the, to the living room. First thing she did was come and give me a hug. Well, how do you think that made me feel? I said, get off me, woman. No. (laughs) She looked at me and she goes, I love you, Pappy. And I said, I love you too. How do you think that makes God feel? How do you think it would make God feel if every morning we got up and we said, I love you, God. I love you for what you're doing for me. And every day, about the middle of the day, we we think I'm about halfway through my day and, and maybe it's good or maybe it's bad, but God, I love you. I want you to know I love you. If you need to say anything to me, say it to me. And then at night, before we get ready to go to bed, just, God, thank you for this day. It was a good day. Or maybe, God, it wasn't that great of a day, but God, I know you love me and I know you're with me. God seeks for us to have this consistent, all the time relationship that Daniel had. Does that mean you're gonna not have problems. God, Daniel was following. The word says that Daniel was following God consistently and he ended up in a lion's den. Daniel was following God and still had problems. That doesn't mean you're never going to have problems. But it does mean that God's with you. And I want God with me. I want us to stand this morning. I don't know where you are or what's going on in your life this morning. I want everybody to stand and just bow your heads. I don't want anybody looking around. This is just a private time, just me and you. I'm the only person looking around. Anybody here this morning got a problem that you'd like for me to pray for you about? Just raise your hand up where you're at. You got to say, Pastor, I got problems. I see your hands. I see your hands here in the middle. I see them over here on the left. You can put your hand down. I see it. Anybody else? Pastor, I got some problems. Can you pray for me, Pastor? Hands went up all over the place in here. There's problems. That's life. That's what we have. But God is with us. And I want you to know I've seen your hands today, and I'm going to pray for you. But you pray for you, okay? You pray for you. And hold steady. Be consistent with God. Maybe you don't know God this morning. The word says that if we repent of our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us and make us righteous. Repenting is saying, I'm so sick of the way I am that I don't want to be that way anymore. And I'm so sick of it that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to do those things anymore. And I'm going to follow God. Maybe God has spoke to you right now and you say, God, I just want to follow you. And you can do that right there where you're at this morning. I'm going to pray a prayer where... We've we're got, we got things going and, and I, I don't want to hold us up that this is the most important thing we've done this week. I want to give you a chance to respond while we pray this morning. If, if you have a problem or if you know there's sin in your life, right now is a good time just to pray while I'm praying and give your heart completely over to God. Maybe you need help with a problem that you're facing. Don't be afraid to come to me and ask. We have things that we can do to help you. We have uh, services here at our church that we can help you with, different things. We may not be able to completely get rid of your problem, but we might be able to help you. Don't be ashamed or afraid to ask us for help and we will try to help you. I'm going to pray for you this morning. Father God. The world would tell us that I am in a situation that will not change. And Satan would say that this situation is never going to change. But God, you were with Daniel in a situation that looked absolutely hopeless. And yet you were there. And so, Father, I pray for each one of us this morning that we would consistently follow you. Father, I pray for each one that raised their hand this morning. You know what problem they're facing. And, Father God, you are the answer no matter what the problem is. Father, maybe there was someone here this morning that had some unconfessed sin in their life and that right now that you would just speak into their heart and they would want to give themselves completely over to you. And Father, right where they're standing, I pray that they would do that this morning. Maybe there's someone here this morning that needs help with something and they just can't fix it themselves. And maybe they need to come and ask us if we can help them. And Father, I pray that you would help us to try to step into their life and help them, Father. Father, I pray today that you would be with us as we uh, fellowship together and that your hand would be upon us and that we would be safe as we uh, have fun and enjoy our time together. Father, we thank you. Father, I want to specifically thank you for every parent who allowed their kid to come this week and hear the word of God. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would bless them and help them to know that they did a wonderful, wonderful thing this week by letting their children hear about Christ. And Father, I pray for each one of these kids. I pray a blessing on their life. I pray that they would hear your voice. I pray that they would follow you all the days of their life. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to be seated right where you're at for just a second. We're going to go and eat, and then we're going to go, and we're going to let you get onto the inflatables, and I'm going to give you just, yeah, I'm going to give you a few instructions on that, okay? We've got lots to eat, and all the inflatables, almost all the, the only thing that's not inside is the train and the horses that you can bounce around on. The horses are out here. Everything else is inside. We have we have what they call the Zorby balls and these are balls that you crawl inside of and roll around like a hamster, all right? Whoa. Listen to me. We have, this is kind of a week that we've set aside for our kids. And so if we could allow the kids to all the kids to go through those things first, let's try to get all the kids before everybody else starts crawling in those things and help us out a little bit. Okay. In years past, we